rise of the king. So you end the book of Judges, longing for a king. You end the book of Ruth, introduced to a guy named David, <coughs> who's traced all the way back from the line of Judah, line of Jacob, Isaac, Abraham, all the way back. And I, I want to know more about that guy. Maybe these things are related. Well, you come into the book of 1 Samuel, also set in the time of the judges, but it's at the end of the time of the judges, and you're introduced to a woman, <clears throat> a woman who is barren. God has been using barren women, doing miraculous things for them and through them, and we're introduced to this lady named Hannah. Hannah eventually is given a son named Samuel, uh, who is a faithful man, a faithful as, even as a young man, but the key thing about Hannah, I think, is the song that she sings. Her son Samuel worships the Lord, and, and I think he gets that from his mother, Hannah, who was a worshiper of the Lord. And she sings a song in 1 Samuel chapter 2, right at the beginning of the book, that shapes, I think, the, all of the books of Samuel and the books of Kings. And she sings about the kind of person that God raises up from the dust, the kind of person that God blesses. And she ends the song. And, and really, the kind is not the kind of person God wants is not a person who looks awesome, but a person of humble heart. God raises up the lowly out of the dust, but he brings the proud low. He reverses expectations. But then she ends by singing about how God wants to raise up a king. First Samuel chapter 2, verse 9, God will guard the feet of his faithful ones, but he'll destroy the wicked. The adversaries of the Lord will be broken to pieces. Against them he will thunder in heaven. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth, and he will give strength to his king. And he will exalt the power of his anointed, or his Messiah. <clears throat> this is the first time you see that kind of language in the Bible, of, of God raising up a king, and God raising up a Messiah, an anointed one to be king. She sings about this, and we know what kind of person the king needs to be from her song. The promise that God would raise up a king has been uh, stated all the way back in Abraham's day, and then especially through Judah, that Judah would have a son who would, would rule forever. The scepter would never depart from him. And now, after the book of Judges, where there's no king, no king, no king, and things are chaotic, we come into the book of 1 Samuel, and we realize God is going to raise up a king. So Samuel leads the people for a while, and he does a good job. He does, a he does it faithfully. But eventually the people say, we don't want your sons to rule over us. We want a king. Now, in some ways, God wants them to have a king. But they want a king not because they want what God wants, but because they want to be like the other nations. They, re they have rejected God as their king. They don't want the kind of kings he would want anyway. They want a king so they can be like all the other nations. So what kind of king are they going to get? They get one that looks like a king. His name is Saul. He's from the tribe of Benjamin. He is tall. He is handsome. He's like a head taller than everybody else in the land. It's like, wow, that guy looks like a king. So they choose Saul. But when they want to have him to become the king, they can't really find him because he's like hiding in the baggage. He can't find donkeys. He's, he's, he's all this kind of stuff. I think uh, one of my favorite kids' books, uh, Kevin DeYoung, uh, children's book, he says, uh, Saul was pretty impressive height-wise and pretty disappointing in every other way. That's pretty much the story of Saul. He would not follow the word of the Lord. And because of that, he would not last long as the king. God eventually tears the kingdom out of his hand. and says, I'm going to give it to somebody better than you. I have sought out a king. And I want a king who has a heart like mine. 
So who who is like that? Right after God says that, you find out <laughs> that there is a, a giant from the enemy named Goliath who is oppressing the people of Israel. And no one's willing to go out and fight Goliath and fight for the name of the Lord. But a young man named David. Oh, the guy that was named at the end of Ruth. A young guy named David, full of courage and faith in the Lord, goes out in the name of the Lord and, ter- and strikes down God's enemy and delivers the people. It's like the fate of his people uh, are on his shoulders. And he goes out and he wins and he conquers. And it's like that is the kind of guy that God wants to raise up. He's a man with a heart like God's. He's a man jealous for the name of the Lord. And as you read through the book, the kingdom of Saul, Saul's reign is falling and falling, and David's trajectory is rising and rising. And by by the end, Saul dies, and David is put on the throne. He is a man with a heart like God, ruling over God's people and God's place. It's a beautiful thing. And in 2 Samuel chapter 7, which I think is probably the central chapter of the Old Testament, David is sitting in his beautiful house and he's thinking, oh, God is dwelling in a tent. I want to build God a house. God tells him, look, you're not going to build me a house, David. I'm going to build you a house. What does he mean? David, I'm going to establish your king, your, your line, your descendants on the throne forever. I'm going to build you a dynasty and a kingdom that will never end. David cannot believe. He's like, who am I for God to be so kind to me? 2 Samuel chapter 7. Next chapter, 2 Samuel 8. David goes and he conquers wherever he goes. This is what we've been waiting for. He's the one we've been waiting for. And then he even goes out and finds a a crippled man who's a relative of uh, a, a dear friend of his that he had had that he lost named Jonathan. And uh, Jonathan's son is Mephibosheth. He's a lame, crippled man. And David goes and searches for him, a man that should have been his enemy, you would think. And David reaches out to this crippled man, and he welcomes him to his table and lets him eat from his table the rest of his life as like one of his own sons. And you think, wow, this is a man. David is a man with a heart like God's. Because he, he, even, he even takes people who he would think would be his enemies, and he brings them into his table. And he treats him like his sons. It's like, this is the guy we've been waiting for since Genesis chapter 3, when God promised to raise up offspring to crush the serpent's head.